ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Yield yourselves to the ancient of God. Yield yourselves to the Holy Spirit. Let him have his way. How many of you want to yield yourself tonight to the Holy Spirit? Come on, lift your voice and sing it. Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. To the Holy Spirit. Yield myself. Yield yourself. To the ancient of the Holy One. To the ancient of God. Oh. Yield yourself. To the Holy. To the Holy Spirit. Let him. Let him have. I feel you're not getting that yet. Let's sing it one more time. Come on, church. Oh, yield yourself. Yield yourself. Not to anyone, but to the Holy Spirit. To the Yield myself tonight yield to the ancient of the Holy One. To the ancient of God. Yield yourself. Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. To the Holy Spirit. And let Him have. Let Him have. Come on, lift your hands, everybody. Lift your hands. Let's do this out this morning. Yield yourselves. Yield yourselves to the Holy Spirit. To the Holy. To the ancient of the Holy One. To the ancient of God. Oh, yield yourself. Yield yourself. To the Holy Spirit. To the Holy Spirit. And let Him. Let Him have. One more time. Way. One more time. Yield yourself. Yield yourself. Yield yourself. To the Holy Spirit. To the Worship God tonight by lifting your hands and lifting your voices to the Holy One of Israel. To the ancient of God. Oh, to the Holy Spirit. To the Holy Spirit. And let Him, let Him have His way. Move, Spirit. Offer ourselves a vessel. Oh, you can use as you choose, Lord. Move. Holy, Holy Spirit, move. Come on, everybody, let's tell him one more time. Move, Holy Spirit, move. Move, Spirit, Spirit, move. Now tell him, do what you want to do, Lord. Do what you want. What you want to do. Because tonight we just offer ourselves, Lord. We just offer ourselves as vessels that you can, you can use. Hey, as you choose, Lord. Hey, Holy Spirit. I want us to lift our hands and sing it one more time. Move, Holy Spirit, move. Move, Spirit, Spirit, move. I know He's doing something tonight. Come on, tell Him. Do what you want. What you want to do. 
Now raise your voice and tell him, I just offer myself. We, we just, just offer ourselves as vessels that you can use. Holy one, holy one. Hey. Holy Spirit. One more time. Move, Holy Spirit. Move tonight. Come on. Holy Spirit. I just love you because you can do what you want to do, Lord. Hey. Part. In our lives today, Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. Talk to us. Talk to us. Move through us. Move through us. Have your way. Have your way. We just offer. We just offer ourselves as vessels that you can. You can use. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Let's sing that part one more time. In our lives today, in our lives today, come on, sing it. In our lives today, Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. Come on, tell him, talk to us, Lord. Talk to us. Move through us. Move through us. Have your way. Have your way. Because we just offer ourselves. We just offer ourselves as vessels that you can, you can use as you choose, oh Lord. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Now let's sing on the top. Move, Spirit, move. Everyone, let's sing it. Oh, move, Spirit, move. And do what you want to do, Lord. Do what you want. What you want to do. We just offer ourselves. We just offer ourselves as vessels. That you can. You can. As you choose, oh God. Lord, have your way. Talk to us, move through us, have your way. We just offer ourselves as vessels you can use. Oh Lord, move, Holy Spirit, move. I want us to sing that part in our lives today, Lord. In our lives today, Lord, have your way. Talk to us, move through us, have your way. We just offer ourselves as vessels that you can use. Oh, Lord, move, Holy Spirit. Anoint us with fresh oil, the anointing upon us renewed, that we may cease to be weary and go forth with our strength renewed. It's a very simple song. Lord, anoint us. Come on, church. 
fresh oil. The anointing upon us, renew it. The anointing upon us, renew. That we may cease to be weary, Lord. That we may cease to be weary. And go forth with our strength, renew. And go forth with our strength. With our strength, renew. Let's sing it one more time. Lord, anoint us. Lord, anoint us with fresh oil. The anointing. The anointing upon us, renew. time. Lord, anoint us tonight. Lord, anoint us with fresh oil. Come on. The anointing upon us renew that we may cease to be weary and go forth Father, thank you so much for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This is just a short Bible lesson. We've been in church all day. Luke chapter 20, verse 21 to 26. And my series is on the temptations of Jesus. Luke 22 verse 28 it says you are they which have continued with me in my temptations. So the temptations of Jesus. Now, when we speak of the temptations of Jesus, somebody can turn off the noisy one here, here, and this one too. So it's just a short service, please. Now, when we speak of the temptations of Jesus, um. It's therefore the test of every Christian or every man of God or every servant of God. You are going to be tempted. Do you see? So there are a number of them. And um, today, um, I want to just talk about one of them, one of the temptations of Jesus. In Luke chapter 20, one of the temptations of Jesus. I know you normally when you think of the temptations or the testings of Jesus, you think of the one in the wilderness, but the devil left him only for a season, so the devil was harassing him all the way. And at different times, Jesus himself recognized that he was being tempted. So in Luke 20, 21, you have one of the um, 
14 temptations of Jesus. So just one of them for now. It says, and they asked him, saying, Master, we know that thou sayest and teachest rightly, neither acceptest thou the person of any, but teachest the way of God truly. Is it lawful for us to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said unto them, Why tempt ye me? So you see, Jesus was being tested. So this is one of the testings of Jesus. Both the question and the topic. Do you understand? The question was a test. And of course, in real life, he was tested with what to do with this particular issue. Show me a penny. Whose image and subscription has it? And they answered and said, Caesar's. Then he said unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which be Caesar's, and unto God the things which be God's. And they could not take hold of his words before the people. Off this one too, please. Let's all feel hot today. Yes, here too. And the one that's facing the other side too. I don't see why there are people sitting there when we are all feeling hot here. <laughs> Number one, those who learn to render to Caesar the things which belong to Caesar and to God the things that belong to God have overcome. What's that noise? Of that one too. It's, it's, it's a 10-minute service. Turn that off, please. Today we are on ECG, so let's save some money. Now, let's render to God. Did you hear what I said, point number one? Those who learn to render to Caesar the things that belong to Caesar and to God the things that belong to God have overcome one of the greatest tests of life and ministry those who learn it did you get that those who learn to render to Caesar the things that belong to Caesar and to God the things that belong to God have overcome one of the greatest tests because it's one of the times that Jesus said he was being tempted so that means that he was being tested it's a test it's a test that happens in life which a lot of people don't pass. Number two, this principle of us serving God, that serving God, this is the principle. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God is the principle that serving God properly is compatible with many earthly things. It's compatible. It's compatible. Serving God is compatible with 
certain other things which look like they are enemies of God or they are not on God's side. All right? Two minutes have gone already. We are left with only eight minutes. Did you get that? Now, point number three. The devil wants Christians to be exclusive and eliminate many earthly obligations in the name of the ministry or in the name of Christianity or in the name of spirituality. All right? Should I say it again? The devil wants what? The devil wants Christians to be exclusive. That is, if you do this, you can't do that. If you do that, you can't do this. If you, if you, if you, if you honor Caesar, you can't honor God. That's the big test. That's why it's a test. Because most of the time, when you want to do something for Caesar, you feel bad that should you not rather be giving this money to God? Are you with me? So, this principle, all right, is the principle that the devil wants Christians to be exclusive in a sense. I'm using that word... Um, in quotes, as it were. That is, when you serve God, you don't need to serve Caesar. So that's why they were asking that question. Should we give this to this? And they were expecting to say, no, don't give that to Caesar. If you give to Caesar, you don't love God. Do you see? So when Jesus said, give to Caesar the things that belong to Caesar, and to God, the things that belong to God, they were taken aback. They were expecting a completely different religious answer. Do you understand? So they knew that when he says, no, never to Caesar, they were going to get him and say, ah, then you'll be arrested. You see? So they tried to catch him in many, many, many ways. You know? Are you still there? Beautiful. So, can we close now? Not yet? Hmm. That's amazing that you don't want to close. That they were asking him, they were asking Jesus many, many, many questions. Trying to catch him. In uh, Luke 20, verse 20. It says, and they watched him and sent forth spies which should feign themselves just men or pretend to be just men that they might take hold of his words so that they might deliver him unto the power and authority of the governor. So they watched him 
they sent spies and they sent people to pretend that they were just men so that they might take hold of his words and deliver him to the power and authority of the governor who was Pilate who was a representative of Caesar. So it was a test. So then Jesus made us know by this that many things are compatible with serving God. Many things are compatible. When you do them, it doesn't mean that you are not serving God. And it doesn't mean that you don't believe in God. And it doesn't mean that you don't honor God. When you render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and you render to God the things that are God, they, they, are, they can coexist. You can render to Caesar and then you render to God. All right? Are you okay? So I believe we can close now. You don't want to close? Okay, how many points do you have? Three points. Right. So let me give you some examples. Okay? Let's start with medicine, medical care. Number four, if you want a, a point. Render to medicine the things that are medical and to God the things that are God. What do you render to God? Faith in God. Trust in God. When it comes to um, prayer, when it comes to sickness, if somebody is sick, you know, we used to have it that if you take medicine, it means you don't believe in God. Do you get it? You don't believe in God. That's why you took medicine. So, if you, take, if you took medicine, that's what I'm saying, that all through the ages, Satan wants people to be exclusive and eliminate things which are very compatible with God. Now, so, if you take a pastor like Alexander Dowie, he said, all doctors were of the devil. And he opened the house for the sick. And they would bring the sick people there. And he would pray for them and cast the devils out. And he said all doctors were the devil. So he, something he did like doctors, devils, and something. Three Ds or so. Isn't it? Remember? Doctors, devils, and something. So it's like being spiritual, being anointed is not compatible with medicine. Now, one of the greatest churches in Ghana came out, was born as a result of not understanding or believing in this principle. I'm left with six minutes. The Church of Pentecost founder was a member of Apostolic Church. Am I right? There's a professor here. He knows everything. And the uh, founder of Church of Pentecost was not a founder of Church of Pentecost. He was a member and a pastor in Apostolic Church. There was no Church of Pentecost. 
So he, he got sick, the founder of Pentecost. He was not the founder of Pentecost then. He was a pastor in Apostol. He got sick and was admitted, I think, at Ridge Hospital for medical care. And because of that, he was seen as, was it a sinner or what? It's, it's, it's incompatible with Christianity. Yes, that he is not a man of faith. So he lost his membership of the apostolic church and was excommunicated. Was he excommunicated or he left? Huh? There was a split based on that. It is a professor, he knows everything. So there was a split. And he left. So when he left, then he founded the Church of Pentecost. That's how we have Church of Pentecost. Otherwise, we'd have only had apostolic. So this great church came about because somebody went to the hospital. It's like, you don't have faith. And you went to the hospital. So again, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. It's like, if you do that, I mean, then you are not with God. We render to medical care. You are not, you don't have faith. You, you are not spiritual. You are not anointed. You don't have healing, healing virtues. By his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. Why should you see a doctor when we have doctors, drugs, and devils? Yes. That was what Alexander, he made a poster. Doctors, drugs, and devils. 3Ds, things that we don't need at all in this life. <laughs> it's amazing. So always you have this problem with spiritual people. That if you go into this area, it means you don't have faith. You know, in Ghana, we did not used to wear seat belts. We didn't wear seat belts in Ghana. I used to drive from Accra to Takrade in a small car, Renault 4, at about, I mean, a good speed. Only a BMW can overtake me when I'm driving. Yes. Or a Golf. These are the two cars that I saw could overtake me. But apart from that, when I leave, I'm going to Takrade. No one will pass me <laughs> without a seat belt. Hey. Yes. One day a man saw me and he asked me how old I am. And he said, because I'm not 50, that's why I'm driving like this. And it was true. After I had an accident, when a car is moving, I know the speed of the car. I don't need to look at the speedometer. I, I know the speed. I never, I never look at the speed limit. I know that you are going too fast. You have crossed 80. I learned it from somersaulting. Somersaulting. When I went to the... That time, TASEC was constructing the roads. When I went to the TASEC office, the man was smoking. <laughs> So you are damn lucky. <laughs> 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 he 
You know, we use a tipper truck to collect dead bodies. You're damn lucky. We, one person dies on this road every day. And I was sitting there looking at him. Like <laughs> so, when seatbelts was introduced in Ghana as a law, I remember I had to discuss with Bishop Saki that, Charlie, look, it doesn't mean that we don't have faith. It doesn't mean that we don't have faith. We, we actually discussed it because it was like, I mean, why should we waste it? Are we going to die? Why are you thinking of something bad? It's like, I mean, safety is of the Lord. How, how, can, how can a seatbelt help us? Yes. So we needed faith to enter the realm of buckling up in a car. Something that we do without thinking today. But there was a major step. Yes. So I'm just trying to explain that Christianity it has gone through many phases. And as I speak today, we are yet at another junction where different things we've assumed are not compatible with Christianity are questioned. And because we feel that it's not compatible, we've left it out to our own harm. Yes. Are you still understanding me? Yes. Three minutes to go. Uh Amen. How many points do you have? Four points. So... Medicine, isn't it? Is the first one. First Timothy five twenty three. First Timothy five twenty three. Drink no longer water. But use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine often infirmities. Yes. So here, Paul was telling Timothy that as a pastor of the church, he shouldn't drink water at all, but just wine. And it will be very good for his stomach. Now, even today, we don't know how this can be a medical treatment. But that was Paul's medicine at the time. And it was working for them. But again, you see that something like that is seen as not compatible with Christianity and spiritual, deep spirituality. Now, this was a very deep, I mean, a man who has two books of the Bible written to only him, first and second Timothy. 
must be important. And that he they doesn't drink water because when you see him, he's just quaffing wine. <laughs> hey! Like, I mean, say he doesn't drink water. I mean, orange squash, nothing, no water. He said, I'm only into wine. Red wine, palm wine, white wine, all wines. Now, you see him? In America, the largest number of drunkards are found in the Bible Belt where alcohol is strictly disallowed. That's where we have alcoholics and drunkards. Yes, in the Bible Belt. It's because it's a law that is not an instruction from God per se. But it's like, we don't do that here. And it's not compatible. Even if you need it. And wine contains something called resveratrol. Yes, that's good for the heart. That's why French people rarely get heart attacks. They always drink wine with their food. Yes. She bought like challenge spirituality. I wore challenge. You are not into such. <laughs> we are into water. But you see, there are many things like this. And once you make the rule, it heightens your desire for it. And something you wouldn't even have gone for. I mean, if I see wine here, and I'm here, and the wine is here, the only thing that will occur to me is communion. Yes. Yes, that's the only thing that will occur to me. Yeah. If I see wine, even on a plane, they are serving wine or whatever, but it occur to occur to me is communion. It doesn't attract me. It doesn't attract me. Not that I, don't, I feel that it's, it doesn't attract me. But where there are so many rules and laws, it brings the attraction. So many things are compatible. And you guys, even the drinking of the medicine, wine, it's compatible, but it's not in our religious. Is it okay to drink wine? <laughs> Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. That's the answer. Now, if you are into pornography, for instance, you see that you already have one addiction. Why do you want to test yourself with alcohol? <laughs> you have proved yourself weak at getting rid of addictions. Yes. I doubt there will be any human being in the world from a certain age onwards who has not seen pornography before. Because 60% of the internet is used for only pornography. 
60% and above is used only for pornography. So there are few people from a certain age who haven't seen it before. But those who are addicted are fewer. We've all seen it before, but addicted, no. But you are addicted. You are addicted. And you want to add alcohol to it to see two addictions. Tell your neighbor, I'll slap you if you don't, if you don't take, take care of that. Number four. Render to hard work the things that belong to hard work. And also render to God your trust in his provision. So render to hard work the things that belong to hard work. And then to God, your trust. You render to God your trust. That's what belongs to God. So when it comes to achieving anything, we all know that God will provide. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4 says, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. The hand of a diligent man makes him rich. So once again, you have Christians saying, is it necessary? This one, they don't say, they don't voice it, but they think it. Is it necessary to work hard? Give, it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Men shall give into thy bosom. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. For me, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. My God shall supply all my needs. I don't need to work according to his riches in glory. He shall give his angels charge over me. Jehovah Jireh cares for me, for me. For me, Jehovah Jireh cares for me. You see, God will provide. I am the seed of Abraham. Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. I am blessed in the morning, blessed in the evening. Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. about. Abraham's blessings are mine. I'm the seed of Abraham. And Jacob. And Isaac. So, the power of God is moving. I've paid my tithes. 
The windows of heaven are opening. I've been paying tithe for 17 years. Heavens are open unto me. I feel the sparrows of heaven and the doves of heaven are carrying golden coins to my account. Wow. So you see, deep faith in the angels, in the provisions of God, makes some people hold back the diligent hand of hard work. And many of those who work hard don't have faith. They said, oh, just pull yourself together and get to the job. Prosperity comes from hard work. Yes. But I know a lot of people who work very hard and are very poor. Don't you know any people who work very hard? They can work for years. You know, years ago when I started employing, I started employing artisans in 1991. That's the first time I started employing carpenters, masons, and plumbers and all that. So I would negotiate with them. I've always been negotiating. Steel benders, all of them, laborers. I know how many blocks you have to lay in a day if it's on the ground. If it's up in the air, I know how many blocks you lay in a day. They're missing. How to make cement, sand, mortar, everything, concrete. I've been negotiating for years. Now, one day I look at the workers and I realize that Charlie, the way these guys work and they have nothing. So, at a point, I, I decided to rather advise them. Sometimes when they, one of my workers, I realized that he couldn't write. He doesn't know how to write, but he never said it. But I realized that he can't write. When he's giving an estimate, you say he's coming. <laughs> no, it's very serious when you can't read or write. Oh. I realized that he couldn't write. So you say he's coming. You go somewhere, and when he comes, you bring the paper. So at a point, I look at these guys. I said, no, they are not prosperous. So sometimes when they bring the estimate, I will explain to them how the estimate that they bring, they cannot finish the work with this. They will lose. So I started to advise them. Today, most of them call me Papa. I'm their father. They have worked for me since 1991. Yes. But I said, easy. You can work you see that you are standing there with empty hands. It's one of the commonest things. Work hard. So don't tell me that hard work is what we need. We need in Ghana hard work. I'll take you to hard workers. You see. Hard. I work at Kolebu hard. My feet from my feet up to my knees couldn't move from tiredness. Kolebu, I was paid 25000 a month in those days. Hmm? I don't even know how much it is now. But just when I was coming to full time, they raised it to 70. Yeah, 25 to 70, 70 something. But I still decided to be full time. I said, no. Kolebu, I cannot follow you. 
surrender to God. Believe that God is the one who supplies. And render to hard work the belief that a diligent hand makes you rich. And whenever you go near a truly prosperous person, you always have a question. Is it anointing that is working or is hard work? Huh? Yes. Is it anointed or is it just hard working? You, you can't tell what it is when you get near. If you go near Bishop Oedipo, he will tell you. He has prepared the sermon outline. He's studying till 2 a.m. or whatever. It's working hard. So if you have been sent as a missionary, you are working in the house of God. It takes a combination of the two to make the church grow, to do anything. So lazy bones. You see, a lazy man cannot be a good pastor. A lazy bones, you cannot prosper. Laziness cannot make you do well. Those who like sleeping late. Laziness cannot let you be rich. It's true. The church will not be rich. You will not be rich. Nobody will be. We have been here since 10 in the morning. We close around 5. And from 5, I've been on meetings. We've come. Yes. Laziness. And after this, more meetings. So you, you can't even tell. Is it this or that? Is it necessary to work hard? Is it necessary? Render to Caesar. Render to the realm of hard work what belongs to hard work. And render to trusting in God and believing that God is the one who, like, God is the one who builds his church. I will build my church. I will build my church. I will build my church. Not you. Not your church. He will build his church. It's true. But <laughs> it's also true that look diligently to the state of thy flocks. Otherwise, there's not going to be. So there are two. Are you with me? Yes. yes. So you see that it is compatible. Hard work is compatible with a man of great faith and anointing and spirituality. It, it goes together. You think that it is, it's, one is, they are mutually exclusive. Do you understand mutually exclusive? <laughs> Who are the art students here? Let me see if I'm an art student. Is this science or arts? Mutually exclusive. Subsets and sets. You, you have a round thing like this and then a runner round thing like this. And they are mutually exclusive. What does it mean? They don't meet at all. They don't depend on the other. They don't connect. Yes. No intersection. So even, even art students are explained. All the people are explaining are art students. All right. We are now in overtime. Render to the render to studying hard for exams. Studying hard. For exams. Huh? Render to studying hard. The things that belong to studying hard for exams. 
and wisely and then render to God your trust in him. Is it compatible? A man who studies hard and wisely and a man who is anointed, do they go together? Yes, they go together. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. 29. Seest thou a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. Amen. Are you there? Is it compatible? Ah, when I was in third year, for several weeks before the exam, the MB3 exam, I didn't sleep in my bed. Dr. Nosh was sleeping in my bed. You can ask, call him now and ask him whether he was sleeping in my bed or not. He will tell you. He was enjoying, he spread out his legs wow. and his hands. I gave it to him because he had just come back from England after doing a course for one year. So he didn't have any, so I said, he can, be, he can rent my room. He's paying the rent slowly now over the years. But I, I was just, I would just get up and walk. Medical school, student's hostel, every night. From 8 o'clock, I'm awake. Throughout, everybody's sleeping. I'll be walking on the corridors, memorizing. Simulium fly. It, this is this the speed. 60 kilometers per hour. 30 kilometers by flies. It dives into the river at an angle of 27 degrees. It does this, this and that. This, this. Worms, flies, parasites, bacteria, viruses. I was, I'll be walking by people's room doors in the night. Up and down. Every night I'll be memorizing. Alone I'll be walking here. Then I turn left. Then I come straight. Then I turn left like it was an L. And I'll walk till dawn. Throughout the night. And I go for, le- I go for lectures after. Dr. Nosh has spread out his legs. He's sleeping. <laughs> was enjoying. And I, I used to sleep in the afternoon from 2 to 6. And I wake up. And I'm moving. Memorizing. I taught my class. I was the only person who had a distinction. My name came alone. You may ask the anointing. My name was alone at the top there. Yes. One distinction myself. Distinction in pathology. And the others, I was getting credits. They didn't want to give me. And they were asking me funny questions in the oral exam. That couldn't make me move. I couldn't get a breakthrough to start talking. It was just flowing, flowing. Is it anointing or is it hard work? Man, I've started a church too. I've started what? A church. Yes. Is it anointing? Is it hard work? See as thou a man diligent in his business. When I started to listen to Bishop Wedepo preaching, one of the things that I learned about, as I listened to him, you see that? It's a, it's a hard worker. Hard. Yes. Hard. Very, very hard. Hard work. Yes. He, t- he tells his pastors, I prepared the outline, but I'm preparing harder 
I'm preparing to preach harder than you that you have the outline. I, pre- I wrote the outline and I'm still preparing on it. <laughs> yes. So, is it compatible? Very much so. It's so compatible that you wonder, are you loyal to Caesar or to God? Do you see? But it's like you fulfill the Caesar one fully and you fulfill the God one fully. Hmm? Oh, you don't understand the message? You become quiet now. At first you were shouting for more time and all that. Now you, you changed. Your attitude has changed. <laughs> 